0: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Crusher. I'm your host, Josh Brewster, uh, my all-new podcast. And I am very, very happy to welcome as my first guest, uh, Karen Sigmund, who I knew when I was filling in as host of The Glasov Gang years ago, and I've seen her over the years. And Karen is the head of the American Freedom Alliance. She does a lot of very important work, and here she is today. Karen, thank you for joining me on The Crusher today.
1: Glad to be here, Josh. Really just terrific. Thank you.
0: All right. Very good. So, Karen, uh, before we get into it, tell me a little bit about the American Freedom Alliance, because you have all kinds of of interesting events and guests, people who uh, some people may not know, but a lot of people who they probably do know. I know people like Douglas Murray, uh, Frank Gaffney, and on and on. So uh, why don't you tell me a bit about the American Freedom Alliance, and then we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, great. Um, The American Freedom Alliance was founded, oh, it's been about 15, 16 years ago now by a great man named Avi Davis. Um, And he was an extraordinary man, Renaissance man, a devout Jew, had a home in Israel. And he founded it to preserve, protect, defend Western civilization, our Judeo-Christian values and heritage. And of course, America, which is where we, the the epicenter of a lot of this fight. Um, At that time, he had come up with five specific threats that he felt we were facing. Uh, Global governance, radical um, environmentalism, Islamization of the West, a press that was more propaganda machine than an information uh, vehicle and education system that indoctrinated. So those were his five. And he died shockingly in, in December of 2015. And I wound up taking the reins as someone who weirdly my talents and background and education and just everything wound up being a perfect fit. And so now we've, we still hold those same threats to be key. Um, he was prescient in all of this. And s- under my watch, most recently, maybe able to see behind me, our most recent conference was World War III, the early years. And uh, the title came from co- my conversations with Steve Bannon. I wanted to deal with China, the globalists just all everything that's going on right now. And he's, I said, it really feels like we're in kind of another cold war and an impending wartime situation. And he said, world war three, the early years when you factor in Ukraine. So, so that's how that came about. Um, We had, as, as you noted, we have Frank Gaffney, Steve Coughlin, we have um, big names like them and Ed Dowd, for example, uh, we had speak at this conference in our previous one, Ed Dowd, whose book, um, I think it's called Cause Unknown, about the damage of the vaccines and all the demographic data coming out of all of that. But he's he was also a financial guy. So we wanted him talking about the markets, markets being threatened by what's going on, the uh, the conference prior to this one was Globalist Puppet Masters. So again, it, it all fits in the same way. Again, we had a uh, Steve Bannon. Uh, um, we do get a lot of big names, and then we get a lot of names of experts who are less known. But we so we try to have this diversity of you know the really big names that grab people and get people to come, but we also want to share the expertise of those who just work this stuff day in day out who are less in the limelight so so let
0: me let me do this, Karen. Uh, for people in Southern California, you have live events here. I know you have um uh, smaller events regarding particular books that come out. You have yeah. larger events for some of the people that you've mentioned. So but for people in general, it's americanfreedomalliance dot org. is that correct? That's have-
1: that's correct AmericanFreedomAlliance.org. dot org. we also have a podcast called Parisia, where I interview one of these major experts on various topics. Excellent. Um, and our Rumble channel has all of our videos from our recent events, from our podcast, from all the different kinds of things that we do, the literary events, as you noted, where we have some an author of a recent, generally a recent book on issues that relate to freedom. We have Joe Allen coming up. Uh, On the topic of transhumanism, we just had um, Elizabeth Sabatich-Wolf. She's an Austrian freedom fighter uh, convicted of hate speech. We just had her and um, and one of my uh, favorites, Heather McDonald, on her most recent
0: book. Yeah, no, I I love Heather. I I read the City Journal all the time. I met her her at one of your events uh, that you were kind enough to invite me to. but I didn't mean to cut you off, but I want to get into some topics. Is that Yeah, absolutely. That okay, so let's let's get into it now, Karen, because everybody knows where to find you online. And I cannot tell you uh how much I respect Karen. And we we'll, we're gonna talk a little later about uh her her level of sacrifice uh with regard to uh the, the pursuit of freedom. Now, <clears throat> well this is an interesting day for me to be uh be talking to you because the last month, oh gosh, it's a month, almost a month now, since uh, Israel was it, brutally invaded by Hamas. Uh, we could go on for many hours, but in the in the interest of moving this along, I want to touch on that. And I want to touch on World War Three. So the first, the I'm going to use this as a touchstone, Karen. The Israeli government has been prudent in inviting or by inviting uh, journalists, broadcasters, to view some of these videos that they got from uh, body cams or whatever they got it off of Hamas invaders, who did the most unspeakable things. Uh, my question, and I'll just use this as a touch point for you, as horrible as all this is, why not let the general public see it? Because the propaganda war, to me, is always won by the Arab states somehow. I I don't know how. But these things are so unspeakable now, Karen. I'm glad my parents are dead. I'm glad my biological mother was in a concentration camp when she was three years old. I'm glad she's dead. I'm glad she's not here to see this. I'm being brutally frank. And um, let's go there. Should those videos be released generally? Would Israel be smart to do that? Because this is unspeakable horror.
1: I'm so sorry about your parents and that we are in a position where you feel that way. Um, I feel that way a lot and it's a horrible, it's a horrible feeling. Um, I, I completely agree about the propaganda machine always being to the good of the, um, Arab nations to the good of Islam. And this is truly a horror, uh, because this is it is jihad. It it is a it is a religious war. Um the Quran and Hadiths and so on say that you must kill the infidel. End of story. And sometimes they are more active at it, and sometimes they are less, and we are seeing at right now a major high point of horrific violence, slaughter, vicious. The level of viciousness and and barbarity is impossible to wrap my mind around. And that we think that Israel thinks that whoever thinks that sort of shielding the general public from the barbarity is a good idea. I, I, I agree with you completely. Um, because they do continue to win. Didn't they just they just put Iran at the head of the uh, human rights council at the I may have the details off, but I think that's the general tenor at the United Nations. Well, Una- if they
0: had Libya, why not Iran, right? Didn't they have them on and, and the screen? It's you know,
1: it's, why not? it's it's breathtaking. <laughs> and I was just reading just moments ago that various oh of the Holocaust museums are being very reticent in condemning Hamas. And this is you know i grew up and i'm sure you, you you did too of course never never again never again and many people have been saying over the years never again is now but never before have i felt never again is it's right now i mean the the again the barbarity and the locality of it just the attacks on israel but what's also been beyond comprehension upsetting is is how our universities are also being apologists for Hamas, for for Palestine, for whatever the Gazans do. No, and even many people on our side, the smarter ones on our side, smarter again, um, are continue to insist that there's a gray area and both sides and this and that and this both siderism makes me completely. Crazy because, as you say, if they were to put out the actual video of this barbarity, that would just shut those both siders yeah. right down.
0: Yeah, well, you know, the, the look, the, the Western man and woman wants to rationalize. Okay, that's in our yeah. tradition, civilizationally. And, and our, there's the word civilization. I think that the inability to recognize that this is a civilizational struggle. Is at the root of the Western yeah. man's denial. It's utterly shocking to me the equivocation, the both Uh yeah. You know, so it's it's just stunning to me. And one thing that concerns me, Karen, is that you know there's a lot of talk that this is a, a wake up call for you know my fellow Jews, yes. who I'm deeply concerned about. Now, look, I I hope that they are awakened. To what the Democratic Party has allowed to creep in like a virus. Yeah. I, I want to be clear. I still do believe that there are a number of Democrats who really do support Israel, but they keep overlooking this anti Semitism. I, I don't know if they don't want to anger the base or I don't know what's going on. It's just total denial. So, anyway, there can't possibly be a wake up, wake up call. Beyond this one,
1: you I, know what I
0: mean. There can't there can't be. Right. there? Can there, I mean? I would I would pray that more Jews would 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 leave the Democratic Party, but I I don't know what is going to happen here. I I don't know if what do they need to see? I know.
1: Well, again, you you bring up the video as a <clears throat> as a touch point that would help. Um, and and I agree that. This as as horrific as this is. And when I wrote about this for AFA, I said, you know, I'm tempted to call it a clash of civilizations, as you know, but it's really not. It's it's barbarity versus civilization, barbarity at its absolute basis and 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 viciousness. Um, it's it's inhumane it's with the pre-civilizational it's really pre-civilization. Yeah. And so it's not a clash of civilizations at all. It's not a rational thing where, you know, one side, another side. It's 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 inhumane, it's counter to all that we know and believe of a you, civilization.
0: Let me let me jump in and say this, Karen. One thing that has happened in terms of moving the dialogue forward, and I do think a lot of people are recognizing this. The words from the river to the sea are words that I don't think ever really got their public airing. Right, they just kind of went by everybody's eyes. And I used to—I've been saying for years. Wait a minute, do you know what "to the river to the sea" means? Oh, yeah, but there should be negotiation. Two states. No, no, no. They want to kill all the Jews. All the Jews. Care. They don't care if it's Ehud uh, Barak who only right. offered them a country. Right. They—they they don't care. And Clinton said Arafat was the failure, by the way, not Barak. So anyway. They don't care if it's Omer. They don't care if it's Netanyahu. They don't care if it's Menachem Begin. I'll go on and on. I don't care if it's gold in my ear. They want to kill all the Jews, Karen. And I think that I really do believe that despite all the yelling and the protests, I think that there are people for whom this is this is the coins in their head are starting to drop I, on this front.
1: I, I agree at, at, at a lot of levels. And yes, from the river to the sea. It's not just a phrase. And if you read and look at what the leaders of Hamas have said, um, and you mentioned these various leaders and various presidents, we have such short um, time horizons for anything, for whatever reason. We think in very short little bites. They think in extremely long term, decades, centuries, And if it takes however long it takes, the goal is still the same, to exterminate the Jews, period. And if they're all in one happy place called Israel, then that's a a great target. Um, And they will do it until it's over and they will come. It's it's. Not only the Jews, it's all infidels. All infidels yeah. must be destroyed.
0: The great Satan when, and the little Satan, yeah. The,
1: the great Satan, the little Satan, the Saturday people, then the Sunday people. It doesn't matter. We, we we've, must been
0: be a, Karen, we've been through a 9
1: Exactly right. We've been
0: through right. a 9-11. See, but you see, we also, the Western man also looks at Osama bin Laden. The Western man does not have an yeah. education about the Muslim Brotherhood.
1: Right, that's which right. Which has
0: been going on a, a century now, 1928. It's not just Osama bin Laden. They want a caliphate. And and ten years ago, I say this to people. Years after nine eleven, I say this to people, and they, like, you know,
1: so they just look at me like they're like I'm nuts. It's and the it, Muslim. It's brother. incredible because it's not like we're what we're saying or what you're saying. What we've been saying. Is is some kind of a hush-hush conspiracy. Literally their words say that this is the goal. And by the way, these aren't extremists. This is the core. These are the the truest Muslims have this as their goal. The best Muslims. Not the best people who are Muslims, but the people who adhere the most strictly to Islam are the ones doing this. And Again, that's not to say all Muslims no, or anything and like we're that. T- it's, no, it's, it's I, I want to say something
0: on that note. Let me yeah. say something on that note, and because this is important. Uh, the Palestinian centrality theory that Benjamin Netanyahu wrote about in his autobiography, Trump was right. God forbid I should say it. <laughs> Trump was right about something. He has these Abraham Accords, which I don't know if they'll even hold up. But the goal, here's the concept of getting away from the Palestinian centrality theory. The idea that the Palestinian issue has to be availed before any peace can break out is needs to be reversed. And what has to happen, and, and by the way, this all comes, this nonsense, this madness all comes on the heels of Saudi Arabia, on the verge of normalizing relations with Israel, yeah, so exactly what I'm right. saying, what I'm saying to to moderate Muslims, we'll call them, is what what they wanted to do is isolate this this radical virus. And the more Arab states that would sign up to just to normalize, just to acknowledge that the Jews yeah. had a right to be there, the more that sign on. What happens is you start to isolate the virus, and then it's Yemen and Iran and the Palestinians, and we just keep drawing a circle and and, and 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 isolating the virus. And that, for the sake of Muslims who do not care to commit jihad and kill all the Jews, that was the solution. Not to sit here and beg Hamas. That's insane. So what I'm saying is that getting away from Palestinian centrality theory, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. was the smartest move I've heard of in the last 75 years.
1: And it was a shocker. Yep. Right. I mean, when when President Trump, who everyone I know not not everyone I know, all the people on the left that I know, were were sure, as you know, um, that as soon as he was elected, World War III would break out and everybody would be nuking everybody else. Instead, literally for the first time ever, we were really talking about peace in the Middle East. I think nobody thought would would come about, and it was done just so gracefully and beautifully and diplomatically and not with a heavy hand and moving the embassy to Jerusalem where by the way they had wanted it to be as the capital of their country and where president after president after president and congress and congress and congress said they would do he just did it so just all this empowerment in fact of of Israel was a marvelous thing but is i but yes it, it It caused those who hate Israel to feel that the backlash that they must now express, because the goal on their side is not peace. It's not, as we know, how many times have two-state solutions been proposed and they keep coming back and say, no, Israel cannot exist. What are you going to do with that? Look,
0: the two-state solution was not a bad idea. Until it, until it was rejected so many times, right? right exactly. So, you know, yeah, it was a fine idea, but the, yeah, anyway, here we are. All right, now listen, uh, we, we could go on for another nine hours about this topic, Perfect. but I I want to get into one other topic and then I want to talk a little about you. Uh, there's no way I can't talk to you. In fact, you, I think you were there. No, you weren't, okay, on the Glasov gang years ago, I talked to Ben Shapiro about this. We may have spoken about this Karen the border thoughts <laughs> i I don't know how else to put it the border
1: what, you mean our very secure border the 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 ex- the secure no no border. I'm, no
0: no 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 I'm talking about the border where uh five billion dollars would have been too much money for a wall,
1: yeah. So, but because it's secure, that's my point, Josh. You're missing. You're missing the whole everything. It's a perfectly secure border. We have perfectly wonderful country that's perfectly well, well, um, protected. We the border is absolutely secure, and yet we don't need a border. Everybody anywhere who feels that they're American is American, right? Oh, didn't Obama say right. something like that? And right. Um. Not only are they flooding across, but we're but increasing numbers are from the middle east increasing numbers are from all kinds of war zones and of, of course the language is that with their economic refugees their climate refugees there we need to be good to them um but it's obviously a horror and it puts us all at crazy risk and i sit here in los angeles as do you yeah, yeah. and where they welcome them with with open arms i I found it fascinating. I think it's five Democrat mayors, including Karen Bass of Los Angeles, have been writing or just wrote a letter saying, hey, dudes, we need to do something about this because this is untenable. Where have you been? And then the mayor of New York who came out, was it three weeks ago, saying, whoa, we can't deal with this anymore. And then it's Something just—they ha- just arrested yeah. his head fundraiser. So, is this connected? Now that he's speaking it, out against against the federal policies, that now he's being targeted.
0: Well, you know what? Look, there's there's a lot of ways this goes. I uh, even believe it or not, Karen, my concerns are even before Hezbollah and Hamas and God knows who else could come walking across that border. It's the local hospital. It's the local school. It's it's everything. That we oh, exactly. pay for as taxpayers, and by the way, just a public service announcement: I live in LA, you live in LA. There is no end to the number of Mexican Americans I talk to who are appalled wow. by this. Okay, you know. So, so, and, but then on the other hand, Eric Adams, you know, we have million, You have a hundred thousand. We have millions. No one has paid any attention no. to what's gone on out here. For uh, drive around the valley where I live and, you know, you drive, look, you drive around the valley, you drive down a suburban street. And if you do it at night when everybody's home from work, there's like three dry cars in every driveway. The street is completely lined with vehicles. There's people living in the garage. There's 12, 15, 20 people living in the house. Uh, the, go to an emergency room in LA and yeah. you tell me what you see. Okay, yep. so, so so to me, Karen, my remedy is, and I'm not even joking about this. You you if you want to, if you really want to drop them off somewhere, which you shouldn't be, to should close the border, to yes. except for except for legal immigrants, if you want to do something about illegals, take a thousand a week, drop them off at a public park in Shaker Heights, Ohio, Amherst, New York, Gross Point, Michigan, Northbrook, Illinois. You get what I'm. You see where I'm yep. going with this? Totally. Drop them right off in a public yep. park every week and we'll see how liberal everyone is Karen.
1: Well, this is why I absolutely love what what DeSantis did and I and I also think that yeah. um, Greg Abbott did of just ship, shipping them up shipping them up him to Carly
0: si- send them to Carly Simon's house in Martha's Vineyard.
1: Right, or just Martha's Vineyard. I love <laughs> that he sent them to Martha's Vineyard. Although Send them to Ken
0: Burns' house.
1: Barack Obama's their- house. Right, uh, K- Kamala Harris's house. Send them to her house. Uh, all of them, because it's it really it's a destruction of our country. Um, it's a just dist- the the America that our kids are growing up in is not in any way the America that we grew up in, and that it's barely it doesn't feel like America. Yep. And I'm the daughter of immigrants, As but it I. was it was this embracing kind of thing, and they loved being here for what it offered and what it had, and. Nobody tried to turn it into a little, little something, but, and, but they came, they came legally. So, but what's happening now, as you point out the um, emergency rooms, but also schools, schools in many of the schools, the bulk of the kids, English is not only not their first language, but it's not even a language for them. They, they are not learning it. And then there's these arguments of why should they? So there it's this, Destruction of our very core and our values, and to, to your point about many of the Hispanics that we know who have been here for a time, who came here for the opportunity, that they're not happy because they're now being undermined, and everything that they work for has been undermined and is being destroyed, and it is—it's absolutely a surreal situation, and that's just—you know—the the numbers as you talk about the cars and so on. Let's not even, that, that's ignoring the violence. That's ignoring the gangs who are coming over. It's ignoring, um, Donald Trump never said they're all rapists, we, we know. Mm. This, but they yeah. did empty the jails and nope. sent
0: the criminals. By the way, Karen, I'm going to say that. On that note, one thing about Trump that where he made a big mistake. It's, it's nice to ca- talk off the cuff and never want to be filtered. Yeah. But there's a time you need to filter. And there is a way of that he should have said, the Mexican government is sending its criminals to this country. It does That's not right. want to pay to incarcerate them. There's right. a better way of saying it, but he was still right. Now, Karen, let's, yeah. let's 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 wrap up with this because you and I could do a, a multi-volume set here. I really oh, could do would. a whole show with you, like <laughs> I, every I could do a show with you every day. So let, <laughs> I want to just finish with a short history of. Uh, of your experience, in a, I guess what we call now cancel culture, if you yeah. don't mind talking about it, because you know I know people like David Horowitz and Robert Spencer, people who have uh, been very open about radical Islam. Which I don't understand why anybody wouldn't be concerned about that in the post nine eleven world uh, and other things. Um, can you talk a little about your experience being canceled and but, but not just canceled? in some kind of a, you know, I don't know, some kind of an offhanded sense. I mean, like, like your life impacted by. Oh, yeah. Tell me a little about that and we'll finish with that.
1: Yeah. So along with running the American Freedom Alliance and doing the science that I used to do back in the day um, during the Cold War, I've also been an educator. And after I moved back out to L.A., I got a job as a teacher teaching math and at I, i'll just say it cuz it's out in the news whatever at the lycée français which is where i had gone to school as a kid and i loved the i loved 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 the school and it was marvelous to be a teacher there um but what came across in, in my fourth year they decided that based on my political views my political activity and they cited to me something i had said at afa about western civilization um, where I had said uh, to an AFA event: We hear Western civilization has been the greatest force for good, and we hear all its beneficiaries, whether we were born here or not. That was thrown at me as saying that, therefore, I reject those not from here. Now, all of that is completely preposterous. And as you know, you and I have been talking about: We loathe terrorism. We defend Israel. Um, we understand it's not Muslims but but is is some of Islamic teachings that brought to brought they're supposed to commit jihad um my defense of borders um my defense of the constitution, my defense of the idea that we are allowed to be a sovereign nation um came to their attention and they didn't renew my contract and we've actually been in a lawsuit since 2019 i am fighting back because i'm not easily intimidated or canceled i was and am a great teacher and uh we can't be shutting people down for these reasons so um i we need we all need to fight back when they let me go it's we knew that they felt that they had the impunity because too many of us do just back off so we have to fight at every step it definitely impacted me living in California is not a, a financially trivial thing to do. so I, I lost my I lost my job and it was excruciatingly painful. And as I said, it's the school that I love and to have the school that you love turn on you is pretty horrible.
0: indeed. Well, Karen, we're gonna finish there, and I'm going to be calling you at an annoying. Great. uh i'll be calling you regularly and i want to thank everyone uh for for listening to the podcast today and karen sigmund i it's great to see you and i really appreciate you joining me on the crusher today thanks thanks
1: josh it was really a really a pleasure thank you all right everybody uh, hit the subscribe button
0: on youtube and uh tell your friends click 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 again listen to it many times a day or just put it on a loop or just just keep keep playing <laughs> all right karen thank
1: you so much Thank you.